Good evening, everybody. This is uh, Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast. I'm truly blessed to have Vincent Painter, uh, NFL player, uh, played at Georgia or excuse me, Virginia Tech. Um, just uh, you know, an honor to have him on here and to be able to pick his brain of, of wisdom and knowledge and you know his his life journey and how he was able to you know make it to the NFL. Vincent, how are you doing today? I'm good, Bubba man. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, so just kind of touch on. Uh, you know your 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 upbringing, and when did you first started playing playing uh, football? Well, uh, I'm originally from Norfolk, Virginia, and uh, I tried what's it called out of the way Pop Warner for like a day mm-hmm. when I was younger, but I had to play with the older kids. So you know my folks wasn't really going for it. I was in like middle school and I had to play with high schoolers, so they said no. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I really didn't officially start playing until my freshman year in high school, and. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I started out in JV and I was I was I was pretty trash. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had to work my way up to being pretty good, and uh, my high school career ended up, you know, me being an All American, four star recruit, and all that. So, you know, I kind of had to bust bust my tail, and uh, one of my high school coaches took a real interest in me. Uh, two of them actually, one named William Robertson, we called him Coach Stone, and the mm-hmm. other one was our head coach Delton Cotton, and. Uh, you know, Stone was the was instilled all the hard work and the weight room and, you know, built me up to being a good player and all that. And Coach Cotton was the one that, you know, took me to the camps and, you know, got me my exposure and all those things. So, you know, a lot of my success in high school, I treated those guys, but I didn't start playing until high school. So things had to turn around quickly in four years. Absolutely. And just touch on, uh, you know, when you finally get to Virginia Tech, how did you how did you know that that was the right place for you to be? What 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 was the deciding factor you said where, where you said, hey, you know what, I want to make Virginia Tech my school. Uh, you know, I like what they offer. What, what was it that that said, hey, you know, that's that's where I want to be. Um. Well, I guess I had to say one being, you know, the powerhouse school mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh, Virginia, a little bit over uh, UVA, you know, right. no, 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 slight, no slights, nothing, no slights. But uh, no, uh, Virginia Tech back then, you know, when I was coming up in high school, things like that was a powerhouse. Virginia school still is to this day, in my opinion. And, um, you know, a lot of guys that I played with from home were going there. And when I took my visit, you know, when you go to Blacksburg, it's a pretty small town, mostly college campus, and then, you know, the town around it and whatnot, and it's a real heavy family atmosphere there. So it's kind of like when you go there, they just welcome you with open arms and, you know, and, and they bring you into the community, into the culture, and, you know, it's all love when you get there. And being familiar with a lot of faces, you know, from the area, whether they be from high school or just other high schools in the area, it just made it easy to make that transition, you know, and it kind of gave me somewhere absolutely. to go to stay focused coming from the city yes sir absolutely and just just kind of touch on that you know anyone that would come across this and would be listening to just describe the type of work ethic you got to have to get to get into a division one school and uh not just you know get into the school but you know for for sports i mean just to kind of walk me through that like the sacrifices you had to make and how how elite and how prolific your work ethic had to be to even get into a school um, I mean, it's, it's, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to really, really, really push yourself. I mean, it takes a lot of hard work and sacrifice. I know it sounds cliche, but that's just kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, you know, on the field; it's off the field as well in the classroom. I had, I graduated high school with over a 3.0 and a GPA. And um, and as far as football goes, I would <laughs> literally me and one of my teammates would. It's about to sound terrible, but we would skip mm-hmm. some classes, like some of the weaker classes that we knew we were gonna pass. And right, go, and we would go to the weight room and lift right. during school hours, and then we lift with the team after school, and then I would lift with my uh, high school coach, Coach Stone, 
sometimes at his house because he had like a little weight room set up in his mm-hmm. house. I would go and work out with him there at his house on like off days or like when we had school breaks, especially in the summertime, especially when I was getting ready for college. I would go over there and work out with him. There was another one of our DB coaches who does speed training, and I would go to uh, go to this little hill in Virginia Beach called Mount Trashmore and, and do DB workouts with him and a couple other uh, DBs. It's <laughs> it, your your work ethic has to be on another level. Like you kind of have to you have to build yourself into the player that you want to be, and the only way to do that is through a lot of sweat sweat equity, as we call it, in the weight room. And Absolutely. Uh, putting yourself in conditioning and things like that. So you got to do the extra on the side, man. Even when I was in the league during the off season, I would like do boxing and things like that during the off season. So it's always about that little bit of extra that you can do to make yourself better. Absolutely. It's really, uh, you know, a complete obsession uh, with greatness and, and with your profession and, you know, whatever it may be at that, you know, whatever anyone's working in life, you got to really be obsessed with it. You have to love it and you have 100%. to put put the hours into it, uh, you know, re- relentlessly. And uh, 100%. Kind of touch on when you got drafted. What I mean, what is that feeling like? You get drafted into the NFL in the 2013 NFL draft. I mean, just describe that moment. It was unbelievable, to be honest, considering the way that my career went because I went from a heavily recruited high school talent to barely playing some years at Tech. I think I didn't play my first three years. I played my last two years. Uh, but this, the year before my last year, I only played on special teams, so I really only started – my redshirt senior year, but I bought out that year. And um, when I got drafted, it was just kind of like it was I can't even think of the words to describe it because it seemed so at the beginning of the journey of my senior season, it seemed so far fetched for me to even make it because I was a question mark on scouts on scouts radar list and whatnot. So mm-hmm. no one no one really knew about me. So I really had to, you know, ball out have an amazing season and end up getting an invite to the combine and I actually cried when I got an invite to the combine, man, because it, it took so much work and so much patience just to get to that point. And then when it finally came to full fruition, when I got drafted, my family was just so excited. My parents was crying. I cried a little bit. <laughs> like, it was just, <laughs> right. it, it was an undescribable feeling, man. It was kind of just like, you know, all that hard work paid off and it kind of lifted a big weight off my shoulders, but it also put another chip on it because I wanted to, you know, have some sort of longevity in the league. Absolutely. And in college, was was that your number one goal? You said, I want to be a professional. Was that was that definitely the top of the list of goals? College, man. My, I started having that dream or vision for myself when I was little, like in elementary wow. school. Like, you know how like, you, I know you remember when, when you were a kid and like right. on, some, on some of the first day papers, they'll ask you what you want to be when you grow up, want to grow up. And I would always put either NBA player or professional athlete because I was knew I was going to be tall. I fell in love with basketball first, fell in love with football later. So I'd always put professional athlete or NBA player. My mom hated it. Like, she was like, oh, <laughs> like put something that's a little more, like, you know, realistic to where we at. Like, put a police right. officer, a firefighter, a doctor or something. And I was like, no, I always wanted to be a professional athlete some way, shape, or form. And um, so it's been my dream ever since then, man. It's always been my vision, like, that's just that's something I always wanted to do, something I always wanted to be, and something I always strive for. Absolutely. And can you kind of touch on, uh, you know, some words of encouragement that you could offer the youth right now? Uh, you know, any youth that may, you know, they may be going down a path where maybe they're 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 misguided or they're getting in some trouble, and you know, but they have so much potential. What is what is your message to them, having the the successes you've had in life? What is what is uh, that you could use your voice right now to to, to say to them and. Uh, 
you know, really have an impact to change their, their life. To any young ones, I would say you control your own destiny. Don't mm-hmm. let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. Don't let anyone set boundaries on you. Only you control what boundaries are set on yourself. Only you can control what you do with your life and what direction you take your life in. Take your life by the reins and take full control and do what you want to do with it. If you want to be a professional athlete, work hard and bust your tail to be that. If you want to be a doctor, work hard and bust your tail to be that. But whatever your dream and your vision for yourself and your career and your future is and what you wanted to be, pursue that, pursue that with 120% of everything you have in your being and it'll come to fruition because I'll be a walking story of hard work pays off because I sucked at football at first and I was mm-hmm. 14 going on 15 going into high school where most kids are hitting hitting the ground running. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked my way to the league. So if I can make, if I can work myself into being a professional at what I wanted to do, then any young one out there can do it too. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, from from your journey in 2013 uh, till 2017 with your playing career, what was the one thing you took away that you learned the most? Like, what was the one thing that that just stuck with you in your mind? The number one thing at the top of the list that you said I learned the most during my journey in the NFL? It's hard to say because I learned so much. Like I just Mm -hmm. learned about more about team and what it takes to work together as men and as a unit to win and have one common goal. I made I made a lot of outside networking connections and you know learned how to how to how to talk to and and connect with people better. I learned how to take care of myself physically and mentally on another level that I just never would have understood or knew anything about what coming from where I came from. It's so much, man. But I mean, if there was anything, if there was one thing that I had to take away from it, I would say. I would say to enjoy the little things. Mm-hmm. Like with with making it to the league, it puts a lot of pressure on you as a young man out here, mm-hmm. especially coming from somewhere like where I came from. It puts a lot of pressure on you. So I would say while, you know, making it to the league and everything mm-hmm. is great, it also teaches you with all that pressure and with all that expectation to just enjoy the little things in life and kind of, you know, appreciate the people you have around you and appreciate what you do have and what you can do. And to kind of just appreciate all the little things that we take for granted because with so much going on and being so busy and so much pressure on you in the league, it's kind of just, you have to have that foundation that keeps you grounded and keeps you sane. <laughs> Cause it right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It but I definitely would say it would definitely taught me to really, really appreciate the little things in life with so much. Absolutely. And uh, during during your playing career, if you could take away one mo- one memory that was just like, you know, something that you just were lost at, at words for just what was your most special memory that you had in the NFL? Oh, going to the Super Bowl. My rookie wow. year. 100 percent. 100 percent. Never would have thought <laughs> I got drafted in the sixth round and then we went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I got drafted to Denver. Uh, when they still had Peyton, I believe it was Peyton's mm-hmm. second year with the team. I think it was because they just lost to the Ravens a year prior mm-hmm. in the uh, AFC Championship. We went to the Super Bowl my rookie year, man, and just that whole experience was ridiculous. Like I went to a lot of bowl games while I was at mm-hmm. Tech. I think I went to a bowl game every year that I was at Tech, but the Super Bowl was almost like a bowl game on steroids, man. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> wow! It was all the all the stuff we got, and then you know being up there, and even though it was in New York and it was cold, but the whole mm-hmm. experience was just great. 
especially when, except for when it came to the game, we got thrashed in the game, so that wasn't fun. But, right. Um, yeah, one of my old high school teammates was on the other side, so that made it great. He played for the Seahawks. Wow. And, and um, you know, you, you were blessed to, you know, to be on different teams throughout your career. What what was your favorite team, would you say, that, you know, where you where you were able to learn the most, you had the best teammates, like, well, you know, the, the the best experience as far as a team wise for you. What was that? Um, man, that's hard to say. Uh, I want to say, I want to say Denver probably was mm-hmm. the number one. Definitely, Denver was number one because uh, that was a great group of guys and a lot of a lot of legendary guys was mm-hmm. on that team. Um, and then I'd say a strong second would have to be. Uh, the Redskins, mm-hmm. because uh, I don't know that old line group was just cool, man. That was just that was great to get to play with Trent and uh, Morgan Moses and my boy uh, Ty and all those mm-hmm. guys. Right, and go uh, get to play with Coach Callahan, play under Coach Callahan. That was great. And uh, third would be Arizona because that's why I trained every year. Right, and now uh, playing on the line, I'm sure you 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 know obviously the NFL. There's so many. Uh, elite, talented people. Obviously, that's the best of the best in the world. Who was the hardest person you ever had to block? Who was the who was the 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 best defender you ever had to go against? That's easy, Von Miller. That's wow. easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's a very easy one. I mean, I played right. against a good guy. Played against Vaughn, Played against Cam. Played against Chandler Jones. Played against uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Played against a few guys, but Vaughn, uh, hands down, was the hardest one to block just because he could do so much and he was mm-hmm. sneaky strong because he was so explosive mm-hmm. so yeah Vaughn was definitely the hardest one Vaughn actually almost made me tear a hamstring in one scrimmage wow <laughs> 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 and, and who would you say uh in your journey was like the biggest mentor to you as far as a teammate or uh you know who who did you develop you know the closest with as far as a brotherhood that someone that just meant the most to you um, the like as far as on a team or just in general. Uh, I, I, let's say it could be in general. It could be a teammate, a coach. Who who just who did you like? Uh, you know, could have even been a mentor. Anybody like uh, you know who who did you develop closest with, and who are you most thankful for uh, along your journey? Uh hands down. Uh, well, two people. Mm-hmm. First off, would be LaCharles Bentley. Um, mm-hmm. He was my trainer. Um, obviously, an old NFL veteran, played nine years in the league, had a great career. Uh, but I was trained at his place, uh, online performance in Arizona, which started in Ohio. But um, yeah, I trained with him, and he he was a key part in me one getting drafted, and two my career lasting as long as it did. With you know all of the mental tidbits, he would, all the mental gems he would drop on us at the gym, with just you know the side conversation that him and I would have. And, uh, you know, just the advice on the life in the league and as far as life as a lineman and getting better as a lineman. Um, he was always there, and he was always a great pool of knowledge to turn to, uh, even to this day. And uh, I'll forever be grateful to him. Uh, I called him the day that I got drafted and thanked him. And, uh, you know, I'll forever be grateful to him. And uh, second would be uh, my boy Bobby, uh, who was a friend, a childhood friend I've known since from high school from Virginia. Um, who still plays in the league, Bobby Massey from the Bears. Um, you know, he, uh, my, one of my best friends, uh, one of my closest friends. Uh, he gave me a lot of advice through my career and, uh, you know, helped me out along the way and taught me some stuff and uh, was always, you know, there. 
you know what I mean, for whatever it came to, whether it be life or football. So, uh, yeah, those two, as far as my professional career goes in the league, uh, were major, major pillars in it. Absolutely. And uh, if there was one thing, you know, if there was, uh, say, you know, uh, a young man who just had so much ambitions and aspirations that says, you know what, like, you know, like how you had, I, I definitely want to be a ball player. I want to make it to the NFL. What is what is your just key thing that they have to do that is a must for them if they want to really if they if they are serious about that dream that is a one hundred and ten percent must that they must do. Uh, take advice, but don't don't steer yourself off of it. Like don't let someone else control your path. Take advice, but take the reins yourself. If you want, if there's a school that you want to go to and you feel it's the best fit for you, go to that school. Don't go somewhere else because someone else said you should. Go to the school that you want to do. Do things your way. You know your body. You know yourself. Do what you feel is best for you to get to where you need to be. Don't blind yourself, obviously, to, to the mentors and to the knowledge that's out there, but don't let anyone deter you from the path that you're on either. Like, Make up your mind that this is what you want to do and pursue it. And you have to just have that mentality that you won't be stopped. Like you're going to do whatever it is in your power and in your being that you can do to help push yourself and project yourself towards that goal. And you actually have to get up off your butt and do it. You can't just wish it. You have to actually do it. You have to do all the little things necessary to get yourself to that point. As far as being an athlete, it will be the extra conditioning. Not talking back to your coaches, doing what your coaches ask you to do, doing what your teachers ask you to do, doing the extra, going to run on your, doing to do extra conditioning on your own, going to get some little lifts in the weight room on your own, not having to have someone always be on your back telling you what you should be doing. You should just get up. You should be able to get up on your own. No one should be able to push you harder than you. Absolutely. And uh, can, can you kind of just talk about, uh, you know, fatherhood that, you know, we, I see that, you know, you're a father. What what did that mean to, you know, just, you know, when, you know, uh, you know, that you just are able to be, you know, uh, a great father. And uh, can you just touch on the importance of that and, and what it means to, you know, have a daughter and a, and a beautiful blessing in life? Yeah, I, um, I actually have two daughters. I just don't post mm -hmm. that much on, on social media. But I actually have two daughters, um, eight and uh, three. Um, but fatherhood just... It's, especially with daughters, man, you can't even really put it into words, man. It just changes something in you, and you just really find yourself, you know, feeling a different type of love for somebody, like a love where you would run through a brick wall, take a bullet or anything for them, just for them right. to make sure that they're all right. And, I mean, like, it's, it's challenging sometimes, obviously, because it was new at first. But, you know, after a while, once you get into the swing of things, you know, fatherhood is just – it's amazing, man. It's 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 ridiculous. Like <laughs> I can't even really I can't even really find the words to describe it besides it's just something that that I've always one, I've always wanted. I've always wanted my kids and two mm -hmm. is just watching them grow and develop and watching them become young people, man. It's just it's just an interesting and fun journey, man. I love it. And really all I need now is just a boy and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nah, I'm and, joking, I'm joking. Well, what would you say, uh, you know, obviously, you, you know, you you have dealings with the fans, uh, you know, positive encounters, whether it be training camps or at the NFL stadiums. What was your, uh, one fan memory that that was where you said, wow, that was like impactful, like a very powerful moment for you? What, what would you say? An impactful moment with the fan. Um, 
hard to say, man, because every fan impacts you. I mean, I still have mm-hmm. fans from tech that I still talk to kind of see right. on, on some social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I mean, every fan interaction is impactful because mm-hmm. you get to meet so many different people and you get to take in their appreciation for that team or just their appreciation for the game. And, I mean, it's just – I would say – I would say – it's hard to say, man, because it's so many. I could think of like four from Tech off the top of my head, and I'm just like still cool with it just because they were so cool. Right. Um, you know what though? This is gonna sound crazy. It's mm-hmm. not even. It's not even a professional or a college fan. One of the mm-hmm. fans from high school, a guy from high school named Daryl. That was the. That was my first real like interaction with the diehard fan. This guy was always walking around in Maury High School gear. He always was wearing Maury High School colors. Every Thursday and Friday it was Maury. It was Maury. Sometimes Saturdays when we won if I saw him. I didn't see him every Saturday, but I always saw him on Thursdays and Fridays. And this dude was at every single game, home and away, win, lose or draw, playoffs or regular. That dude, but I mean he passed a little while ago, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he was kinda of like a like a special needs deal, but uh, mm-hmm. you could always tell his appreciation, his love for the team and the team spirit and things like that. So, and it kind of just made us want to play harder. Like, you know, talking to him sometimes, you could just you could just tell he really loved the game and really loved the team and really loved us for going out there and going hard for it. And um, yeah, man, Daryl definitely was my first and uh, lasting impression of a diehard fan. I'd say like he really he really made me appreciate the fans from day one. Absolutely. And uh, can you just kind of touch on, uh, you know, what, what are you doing currently and what, what can we expect to see from you in the future? Any, any endeavors you're working on, uh, any things of that nature? Um, well, right now I'm investing in a small business up in Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, Chesapeake Apothecary. It's something I was interested in after living in uh, Denver for that first year and a half. Um, right. Other than that, I kind of have some, I'm kind of on the fence about some things with this coronavirus kind of slowing down what I did having mm-hmm. to work as far as, trying to get into training people, but um, right. I want to start getting, I kind of getting off the ground with this medical uh, medical field right now, the dispensary, mm-hmm. and um, looking to get into the personal training area next. Possibly right, absolutely. down the road, but I want to get these two things going first and then maybe get into coaching down the road. Right. All right, absolutely. And uh, if there was any final, uh, you know, things that you could touch on, anything uh, that was, you know, uh, you know, heavily on your mind or a- any last offerings of encouragement or motivation to, you know, anybody that this pa- platform will, will reach, what, what what can you say? What, what would you uh, what would your message be to anybody out there? Uh, first and foremost, right now, everyone stay healthy and stay safe and, uh, you know, try and keep yourselves as far away from this virus as possible with all this madness that's going on in the world. I uh, want to wish everyone, you know, happiness and healthiness throughout all this and safety. And uh, other than that, as far as motivation, uh, whatever it is, like I said before, whatever it is that you want to do in life, put your mind to it, set your goals, set the small goals, even if you've got to write them down and just knock them down one by one. Do whatever it is you have to do to achieve your goals and pursue everything with, <laughs> with a relentless mentality. Relentless abandonment, as my coaches used to always call it. Pursue any and everything it is that you want in this life for relentless abandonment, and you'll be all right. Absolutely. Uh, Vincent, uh, just really appreciate your time, and, uh, you know, thank you for always remaining humble and, uh, you know, just all the great workings that you're doing. Um, you know, may God bless you and your children. 
uh, and just, you know, thank you so much for, you know, again, your time. And it's, it's really an honor and uh, was able to pick your brain on, on some NFL insight and just, you know, what it, what it really takes to, uh, you know, with the sacrificing and work ethic and not just work ethic, but an extreme, immense, insane work ethic to, to get to that professional level. And, you know, you, you really touched on a lot of great topics today, and, and I'm truly grateful for that. No problem, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. This is Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. Thank you again so much, Vincent Painter. No problem, brother. Thank you. All right.